Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Friday, March 18th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We've got you covered with all the action coming up on this Friday, day two of round one. And we'll uh, get you in and out in less than 10 minutes like we always do. Welcome to Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, alongside Dallin Cuff and Joe Fortenball, as we are on the Daily Wager set. Also, the Bear, Chris Felica, joining the party, so let's call it a four-man weave, if you will. (laughs) Day one delivered, as it always does. The March Madness is, in fact, madness, especially as the day went on. So today, let's start with this Yale-Purdue game. And, 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 And Joe, I know you and I are both on the Bulldogs. I just think it's a bet against Purdue. 100th ranked defense, adjusted uh, defense efficiency, according to Ken Palm. And they have come into this game failing to cover 10 straight. So I'm just going to take the points here. This is a team that's laying far too many points with far too many question marks. You can lay big points with teams that are rock solid. Purdue is not rock solid. They went 3-3 three and three over their final six. They're below average from the charity stripe. They play average defense. They've covered the number, like you said. They failed to make it in 10 straight. They've only covered the spread in seven of their last 27. I'll take the 16 with the Yale team that can defend the three-point line. All right, we're going with the Elis plus the points. All right, Bear, I want to talk about your alma mater here. USC has become a two-point favorite in this this 7-10 matchup here. What do you make of this game? I I like Miami in this game. I think that that five-out, that guard-heavy offense that they they run – uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take Peterson and, and the size of SC away from the basket and really help them. If, if Miami gets hit shots, and they got plenty of shot makers and scorers in this game, with, with Miller and Moore and Wong and, and McGusty, uh, I do like them in this game. I, I, don't, I don't think SC is a team that you can really back with a whole lot of confidence. You guys can't back Purdue with a lot of confidence. Just watching SC, like it doesn't all add up at times. And I do like the Canes. Barry, uh, you know, we heard that narrative about Providence, but also USC lucky down the stretch, so to speak. But at least the Trojans did lose three of four coming into this one. Dallin, you and I both like this Iowa State-LSU game to go under. It's a, it's a low number to begin with, 128, 128 and a half. Uh, the San Diego State game yesterday went under. I wonder if it's some of that are unders during the year or because the opposing defenses are familiar with the offenses. Mm-hmm. Does that worry you at all? I'm starting to worry a little bit because I love this play as well. It does concern me. When you scout teams well and you play them year in and year out, you know exactly what they're about, particularly the Big 12 when you play them home and home. So when Iowa State steps out of conference like they did in the non-conference this year, they were very successful. That said, LSU still just really struggles to score the ball. Iowa State similarly struggles to score right. the ball. The thing that really concerns me is both teams do turn it over and generate turnovers. Turnovers for touchdowns will help their offenses. So that does concern me with this game. Overall, I felt a lot better about this than I did. But I'm just about everything yes, before yesterday. Yeah. Well, that happens. That happens. So I'm on that game, first half game, and I actually want to single out the Iowa State team total as well. That's 62 and a half. I think they're going to really have trouble. I trust that LSU defense a little more than I do the Cyclones D. Next game that we're going to run through on the card here is UAB and Houston. Bear, I, I like this Cougars team. And, you know, there's some, uh, I don't know, line value, if you will, if you go first half, I think, with the Cougs because you get into that weird range of fouling and end-of-game scenario, kind of like we saw with Arkansas yesterday missing free throws. So that 8, 8.5 number scares me. I'm going to be on the Cougs first half. I just trust them coming out of the gates, top 11 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. How do you see this Blazers-Cougars game coming out? Yeah, I, I, I can see your point there, but I, I am going to lay the eight and a half with Houston. I just think UAB is going to have 
a really hard time scoring against the the interior and the defensive uh, Houston, I think, with Carl, Carlton in there. And it's a lot of one and done. And, and if you look at UAB this year, I know their offensive efficiency number, they look good in their high-scoring team. But against West Virginia, South Carolina, and San Francisco, they lost close games, and they scored 63, 61, and 59 points in those three games. So the last time I checked, Houston is a much better defensive team than any of those three teams. And, and I, I think points will be hard to come by today for uh, – UAB, and I like the Cougars. All right, back to you, Fortinball, for this chic pick that is Davidson. Haven't, hasn't won a tournament game since Steph Curry was playing for them, the Wildcats. But here we are. It's basically a pick em in most shops with Sparty. We know about Tom Izzo this time of year. Why do you like Davidson here? First of all, I don't like your lead-in. Oh. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get confident about this pick. And you let me know they haven't won since Steph. So that's got me shook a little bit. It's, again, like playing against Purdue. I'm playing against Michigan State. I'm not buying into the Sparty mystique this time of year. They've lost eight of their last 13. Two of the five wins during that stretch came against Maryland, who we all know is not in the tournament. Michigan State commits a lot of turnovers on offense. They don't force a lot of turnovers on defense. And you're going against a Davidson team that's very good offensively. 11th in efficiency, 5th in 3-point shooting, top 50 in free throws, and they're 6-2 and two against the number over their last eight. It's a lot of numbers to throw your way, but I like Davidson's offense, and I really think Michigan State's an overvalued team. With the scouting we talked about before, when you're not used to seeing Davidson running around with five guys out that can knock down shots, that's hard to adjust to. Michigan State's guard play has also been questionable, as Joe mentioned. Well, we've seen some teams in that neighborhood of, of, of quality of play, like, like Richmond yesterday took Absolutely. it to uh, Iowa. Big Ten, not the best start. Another game you guys want to discuss? is a little a big, another Big Ten team, Wisconsin. This is a higher seed, obviously. Mm-hmm. A three seed in the Badgers laying a touchdown or so against Colgate. Uh, Joe, you're on the dog here plus the points. I do. How good is Wisconsin? That's the question I want to ask because they're 24-7 and seven coming in, and we've seen, we saw them win the Big Ten during the regular season, right? But look at their, how many games they've played that are tight this season. 15 of their last 21 wins are by six or fewer points. They've been living on the wire all season long, and eventually that catches up with you. I think this is a good Colgate team. They won 15 straight, second-best three-point shooting team in the nation. This is a big number. Maybe Wisconsin wins, but I don't see them covering. I, I, my question is how healthy is Johnny Davis? Like right. he, he did not play that well in the Big Ten coming off that injury. I think he was three for 14 in their loss, uh, one and done in that tournament. That said, I think he's still – they don't really have a matchup for him per se, Colgate. Also, though, the Raiders are one of the best shooting teams in the country, and I think that prevails. Wisconsin's not exactly a very good defensive team. Not bad, but not really good by any stretch of the imagination. Don't take you out and aren't disruptive to what you want to do. I think Colgate scores. I think Wisconsin scores. I like the over of 139. You like the over. And real quickly, we'll backtrack a little bit. Were you guys as impressed with Wright State as I was the other night? Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, Brian's defense was so god-awful. Give me 21 and a half. I mean, that's a lot. I'm concerned Arizona just defensively. They're, they are elite defensively, and if they actually get out and play, which right. Bryant did not, because they can score when you don't guard them. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that Colgate game is the bailout game. It's the second to last yeah. tip of the night, at least scheduled. We'll see how the everything unfolds. And we, we, we know there's going to be a carnage. Mm-hmm. We know there'll be upsets. But just uh, which form are they going to come in? Hopefully we uh, sent you off into the day with some winners. Hey.